0: thanks for tuning in to Farmer Theologian, a podcast designed to help you build deeply rooted practical theology. Let's get to work. All right, friends, thank you for tuning in to episode 14 of Farmer Theologian. I am really excited about today's topic. We're going to cover uh, what I think is one of the most vital topics uh, for any Christian to consider, and that is the topic of forgiveness. So we're just going to jump right into the topic today by talking about that very first point, what the importance of forgiveness. I have seen this in my own life. Um, I've seen both the power and the need for forgiveness in my own personal life as I've both dealt with my own sin uh, and the sins of others against me and just how vital it is to understand and to really apply forgiveness in the, the really the freedom that comes from that. I've also seen the vital nature of forgiveness in pastoral counseling. I can't think of really a single counseling session that hasn't at some point come to the topic of forgiveness. I think particularly doing a lot of marital counseling uh, in my times in ministry has shown me the vital nature of this topic. But as much as I can give you personal testimony about the vital nature of forgiveness, there's something much more important than my personal testimony, and that is how our Lord Himself spoke about the importance of forgiveness. He did this in many ways in Scripture. One of them is uh, following his uh, talking about the model prayer, which includes the language, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. He says this in Matthew 16, verse 14 and 15. For if you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. That, dear friends, ought to give us chills as we consider the vital importance of forgiveness. For something to be so clarifying, so important that the Lord would say, if you do this, you've been forgiven, and if you don't, you will not be forgiven, or you will be and you won't be, it really shows us the essential nature of forgiveness. And this isn't the only time our Lord says this. Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 to 35 The parable of the unforgiving slave is probably the most well-known passage on forgiveness. And I want to read that whole passage to you from Matthew chapter 18. Of course, I will be reading from the non-Arminian standard Bible here, but I'm going to read Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 to 35. Then Peter came and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he had begun to settle them, one who owed him ten thousand talents was brought to him. But since he did not have the means to repay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, along with his wife and children and all that he had. And repayment to be made. So the slave fell to the ground and prostrated himself before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay you everything. And the lord of that slave felt compassion and released him and forgave him his debt. But the slave went out and found one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And he seized him and began to choke him, saying, Pay back what you owe. So his fellow slave fell on the ground and began to plead with him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will repay you. But he was unwilling, and went and threw him in prison until he should pay back what was owed. So when his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were deeply grieved and came and reported to their lord all that had happened. Then summoning him, his lord said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me should you not also have had mercy on your fellow slave in the same way that i had mercy on you and his lord moved with anger handed him over to the torturers until he should repay all that was owed him my heavenly father will also do the same to you if each of you does not forgive his brother from your heart there is so much here in this passage that really deserves our attention but i just want to, for the purpose of this podcast give you some highlights first the obvious setting is a disciple in this case peter asking him about forgiveness and specifically the extent to which he should forgive someone who had sinned against him and our lord says not only is your attempt at showing extravagant forgiveness not enough Let me show you the heavenly implications. And he gives this parable about these two slaves. Now, it's important if we understand this to kind of set our minds around the terms for money used here, not terms that we use anymore. So we can somewhat get lost in here in not understanding this. But to help you, a denarii is about a third of a year or a, a day's wages for a common servant. A day's wages for a common slave or a common laborer, whereas a talent is far more than that. If we were to kind of transfer this into today's terms, if we assume for the sake of this argument in nice round numbers that a common day laborer could make $30,000 a year today, the amount that the slave was owed from the second slave is about $10,000, about a third of a year's wages. Contrary to that, or in comparison with that, I should say, the amount that he owed would have been about $6 billion. And many scholars would argue that what's being said here is an insurmountable, incomprehensible number, almost as though what he owed, what Jesus says he owed, was like a gazillion dollars. It's just such a big number that it really defies explanation. It really defies understanding. So the point of this parable is obvious to us. This slave, who didn't really understand his need, to be honest, he still thought, even though what he owed was this incredible, exorbitant amount, he still thought somehow he might be able to repay him, which is ridiculous. He the the point is still clear he was owed so much more than he had or so much less rather than he had been forgiven also he's ignorant to the fact that he didn't have the means to pay back and he was still forgiven and the other slave theoretically could have paid him back and he was still unforgiving it was still so much lesser owed but i want you to understand that while it is the amount is insignificant in comparison. It still would have been a significant amount to him. As a common laborer, as a common slave, being owed a third of a year's wages was a significant debt. But the point is, again, that even what would have been a significant debt to him paled in comparison to what he owed. And this is where the corollary between sins really hits home. You see, sometimes we are sinned against in ways that are really hurtful to us. And our Lord is not ignorant to those hurts, but he wants us to consider how much more we owed and how much more of an impossible situation we were in and still forgiven. And don't miss our Lord's clear explanation at the end of this parable. My heavenly Father will also do the same to you if each of you does not Forgive his brother from your heart. Our Lord makes clear, it's one of the rare instances where the Lord gives a clear explanation of the parable immediately following it. He makes clear the point. Those who follow him, those who believe in him, those who have had their sins forgiven must be forgiving people. We must recognize the importance of forgiveness because Jesus clearly said that it is indicative of our standing before God. So while we can talk about personal testimonies about the power of forgiveness, what really should compel us is knowing what our Lord said. Forgiveness is vital for the Christian. Now let's fill out this concept a little bit more in our understanding of forgiveness by considering the book of Philemon. That's right. This topic is so important that our Lord gave us, our, the Holy Spirit himself inspired an entire epistle just to model forgiveness. And what's so amazing to me in studying this epistle is that it doesn't actually contain the word forgive anywhere in it or the word forgiveness. It's so assumed that that's what the topic is that it doesn't even need to be said. In fact, the closest that Paul gets to saying that Philemon should forgive Onesimus is to say in verse 8, Therefore, though I have enough confidence in Christ, to order you to do what is proper, yet for love's sake, I rather appeal to you. That's what he says. What is proper? What is fitting? This is a great word, a great illustration. It's what comes natural or what is appropriate for association with someone being a Christian. Paul's making the point here, just like it would be fitting for a baker to understand the the need of flour and sugar and water and milk and eggs and whatever he was baking if you went into a bakery and the baker told you he didn't know what flour was you wouldn't think he was a baker if you went to a mechanic and the mechanic had no idea how to change your oil you wouldn't think he was a good mechanic if you went to a bank and the the banker there didn't understand what a dollar was you wouldn't think he was a banker because those things are just a natural assumption with regard to those professions. In the same way, Paul is saying here, forgiveness is that which is fitting, that which is appropriate. That's what what is naturally associated with a Christian. Someone who has been forgiven should be a forgiving person. And that is, of course, in line with our Lord's teaching in the many places that he talked about it. But this letter, the Epistle to Philemon, is Paul is appealing on behalf of a slave, a runaway slave, Onesimus, who likely had probably stolen something. We don't know the full story, but he had wronged his former master, On uh, Philemon. Paul is appealing for his forgiveness. And this highlights to us that forgiveness is m- a little bit more than simply not holding something against someone else. You see, Paul doesn't just write to Philemon and say, Hey, Philemon, Onesimus is here. Um, but he's really sorry, and I just want you to know you should forgive him. No, he, he does more than that. And I think it's helpful for us to understand that forgiveness is more than just not holding something against someone else. Forgiveness, true forgiveness, seeks reconciliation. That's what Paul is doing here in this epistle. He's seeking for Philemon to be reconciled to Onesimus. It seeks a restoration of the relationship and and really an improvement of the relationship. Paul doesn't want Philemon to see him any longer as this runaway slave, but to see him as useful both to Paul and to him, which is really an incredible thing. Onesimus' name means useful, um, which would have been a common slave name at the time. Um, And he tells him he was formerly useless to you, but now he is Useful both to you and to me. He wants him to see his new identity in Christ and wants Philemon to view Onesimus as Christ does. So when we try to forgive others and we seek to forgive others, this should be our goal. We shouldn't just say, well, I don't hold it against them anymore, so I've forgiven them. But we should seek reconciliation. We should seek restoration. We should seek in our mind even, to view that other person as Christ does, no longer as oh, that person that sinned against me, but as that brother or sister in Christ who's just as forgiven as I'm forgiven, who is useful to me as a a brother or sister in Christ. So let me encourage you to think about forgiveness in these ways as you think about forgiveness. What is forgiveness? Yes, it is a, a commitment to not hold something against someone, not to hold that debt over them, But let me encourage you that it's also a commitment to not dwell on it, to not dwell on that sin. In fact, when that sin comes up in your mind, you're going to choose rather than to allow yourself to grow bitter and angry and think about how you can get that person back, you're going to choose rather to remind yourself that they've been forgiven, remind yourself of how much you've been forgiven and how you can forgive them and what a glorious picture that is of the gospel. It's also a commitment to not bring it up unless it's for their good. I think paul models this well in this letter he doesn't actually speak to the specific way that onesimus had wronged philemon he knows that he assumes that sin along with assuming the nature of forgiveness so he doesn't bring it up now we can at times bring things up in a way that is for someone's good if somebody has sinned against us and we have truly forgiven them and we see the grace in that but they continue in that sin or they commit that sin maybe you see that sin uh, in how they're treating someone else, you can maybe come to them and say, "Hey, I I want you to know that I still forgive you, but for your good, I want you to see that maybe there's a pattern here that you need to walk in repentance of." And I would love to be praying for you and to be able to help you walk in your repentance. That's what I mean by bringing it up if it's for their good, but otherwise, don't bring it up, especially in arguments. Don't ah, oh, you always do this. This is just like that time you did this thing against me. No, we're not going to do that. So again. Think about forgiveness in more than just not holding it against them. Yes, we're not going to hold this thing, this sin against them anymore. But we're also going to choose not to dwell on it. And when it does come up in our minds, we're going to choose to turn our thoughts towards the gospel and the beauty of forgiveness. And then we're not going to bring it up unless it's for that person's good, unless it's a way of helping them press them onto Christ-likeness. So let me encourage you, friend, as I wrap up this episode, let me encourage you to pray. Pray that the Lord would search your heart and would show you anywhere that there might be a lack of forgiveness, any relationship that maybe uh, you haven't forgiven someone of a sin they have against you. And then let me encourage you also to pray for obedience. Pray that the Lord in his kindness would show you, uh, maybe through this, maybe you want to meditate on some of the scriptures we've talked about today, would show you the beauty and power of forgiveness, would remind you of how much you have been forgiven. And would in His kindness lead you in repentance of holding it against that person and rather choosing to forgive them. So pray for wisdom. Pray that Lord would search your heart and pray for obedience. And may we all see in our own lives the beauty and power of forgiveness. Well, friend, that's it for episode 14 of Farmer Theologian. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Um, I pray for you. pray this was encouraging to you and a blessing to you. Thanks again for tuning in as we all seek to build deeply rooted practical theology.